Hey, you guys want to uh, grab a beer? Oh, always. S- sounds good to me. All right, I got a spot. Hourglass yeah. Brewing in Longwood, Florida. I don't know. Now, listen, Doug, I know you're from out of town. This is the place I go for all my local craft beer. Delicious, 40 beers on tap. And the best part is it's a haven for nerds like me, like you. Yeah, the 240-seat Longwood Tap Room. They stock that with nerd nostalgia, video games, board games, cornhole boards. They even have a dog-friendly patio. You can't beat that. I absolutely love it. I mean, I feel like I know this this uh, establishment just from Eric's Instagram and Facebook because he's there a lot. Um, they support his art and the local artists in the area. And uh, I'm excited. The first time I get back down to Florida with these two guys, uh, we're heading over there. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yes, the art, the arcades, the pinball machines. There is uh, literally an homage painted on the wall to uh, Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. I mean, what more can you ask for in a brewery? Hourglass Brewing, Longwood, Florida. Uh, Check it out. Go there. They are sponsors of the show. They support us. Go support them. All right. And we are back. So it's at this point after the diagnosis that Barrier runs out and uh, gives his commander a call in Moscow and instructs him to isolate the city um, and replace the army troops with NKVD troops. Um, He then removes Molotov from the list. So the comment earlier, he's off the list now. Uh, new lists are distributed to the soldiers. Um, Nikki, he, at this point, Nikki enters Stalin's office to snoop around, and he doesn't notice that Svetlana is already there. Uh, she calls him out on it, and they have a, conversa- a conversation, and you could tell she, ser- she loves her father with, with all of her heart, and she's very sad. Um, they have a conversation about this, that, and the other thing, and um, <laughs> Nikki, Nikki uses the phrase no harm too many times for her. <laughs> he keeps trying to convince her that stick with me and you'll come to no harm, and it's just it's driving her nuts, and he can't help himself. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it's a fun little um, scene, and we're going to jump right into another clip. There's a lot of clips. Most of them are short. Some of them are a little long, but it's just the easiest way to convey the, the beautiful dialogue, so roll and, it. And unlike last episode, try not to sing along. <laughs> exactly. Oh God! I actually can't believe you said that again. Quick! The bus is back. Oh, come on! America, it's darling, is invincible. The force of shit, death, back to the salt mine. What's happening? This is impossible. And 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 wonderful. Pointing. What is it, Chief? Maybe he's appointing his successor. Do you think? Uh, maybe not. What's he, what's he want? It's a painting. It's oh, a painting. Yeah. He's pointing know, at the painting. Hold on. You know what he's saying? He is saying, I am the lamb. Huh? I am the lamb, and you, you, my children, have given me life. Yeah. Or, the, the lamb is the people, and the milk is socialism. Maybe he's the milk. Maybe you're the tit. No, <laughs> maybe he just wants a drink. Mm? A drink yeah. of milk. Possible. Uh, milk here, immediately. <laughs> not milk, just water. Water. And not in a horn, in a glass. Oh, oh, top boy. You had your hair fucking embalmed or something. I owe it to him and the people. There's going to be photos. Oh, right. <laughs> you're a hero, Comrade Legomsky. This sometimes happens and uh, uh, I'm incredibly pleased <laughs> I won't yeah. forget it comrade we've remained at our post as you ordered might we respectfully stand down from our position? Beria. He's dead. All right, is it safe to talk? I missed the cue again. It's not. Yeah, wow. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the beer's catching up. I just stepped all over that shit. But um, It's not yeah. like you sent it to me. 
I know exactly. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. I just yeah, I fucked that up. But anyway, um, I didn't talk over any dialogue really. So, uh, no. so it's just good. to quickly unpack that scene, you know, Stalin wakes up from from the stroke. Everybody's happy. Um, he's laying on his bed. He's pointing towards a painting of a little girl in a field bottle feeding a lamb. So that's what they're trying to fucking figure out what he means by that. And obviously it was all nonsense. He didn't mean anything by any of it. Um, and because he's still alive, Barrier runs out of the room very pissed off because everything is, you know, his plans won't work now. Um, I, I the, spit grapefruit bubbly across my fucking living room when I watch that scene. As you're the tit. Yeah, as yeah. soon as he said, you're the tit. And then they followed up a little bit later with a, you know, get him something to drink. Out of a glass, not a horn. Like, I know, exactly. <laughs> yep. But even the even uh, one of the dudes comment about uh, Malenkov's haircut, you know, <laughs> like a cadaver or something, of course. I owe it to, the, I owe it to Stalin and the people. Uh, there might be photographs. <laughs> it's just, again, this the small banter. The doctor shitting himself because he said he wasn't going to make it and he's still alive. And Barry tells him to remember it, you know, and everything. So yeah. um, I'm very you know, pleased. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of lot of shit going on there. So we jump now to Stalin on the fucking table in the autopsy room. Yeah. Which almost looks like a barn. <laughs> okay. It's not very high tech, but um well, I mean, it is Russia in the fifties. Yeah, that's true. Hey, there could be Russia today based on what's if, going on. If there was a paved road to it, it's it's high tech. Yeah, exactly. That technology he fucking touted that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um so they're prepping Stalin's body. And the whole gang's freaked out by watching it because, like, they're doing autopsy shit. It's gross. Um, yeah. And Vasily finally arrives. He busts into the room, and we quickly and immediately learn he's fucking nuts. This guy is batshit crazy. Um, he, start, he pulls a gun out and starts firing in the air because he's convinced that they're stealing his dad's brain. To <laughs> Sending it to America. Yeah, to fill it with American lies and, and you know. It's fucking priceless. Um, he, they take the gun away from him, and then he lunges for his lieutenant's gun. <laughs> and this struggle is so stupid. Yeah. He's got his hand on the gun, but he, he has no way of overpowering his lieutenant. And, it, and it's just like 10 or 20 seconds of him just trying to get the gun and not getting it. And, and um, everyone in the room is just staring, just yeah, looking just at looking it. They're just looking like, okay, this will end eventually. Um <laughs> His lieutenant, by the way, is played by Richard Brake, who was the Ice King in uh, in uh, one of the Ice King uh, actors in uh, Game of Thrones. Um, later seasons, he played the Ice King. Yeah. Uh, among other, he's been a lot of stuff. He's a very cool, like he plays a great bad guy just because of, of his fucking look. Um, so we see Stalin's body being loaded into a truck um, for transport to Moscow, and. <laughs> This is a scene. It's like out of wacky that old wacky racers cartoon where everybody's just trying to go at the same time. The, all the whole gang is running to their cars to be the first one to follow his body. Right. I feel like this is when I I sent the text message that this should be called the red clusterfuck. Yes, exactly, exactly. So they all pull out from their parking spots and they're blocking each other and everything. And they, it's so bad they all have to back up. <laughs> Yeah, and and then just go one at a time. And Nikki's last, and he's fucking pissed off about it. It's just hysterical. So as that happens, the doctors at first they're they're happy with each other because they got the diagnosis right. Uh, but just as they start slapping themselves on the back, uh, there's trucks of troops drive up to the DACA, and they proceed to clean out the house. They remove all signs of Stalin. All signs of the staff and the doctors, they're either shot on site or loaded into trucks. Um, <laughs> they bring out three lookalikes, and one of the officers comments, I think their contracts are up. <laughs> you know. So, um, And then they do a quick shot of an empty Stalin's office. There's just a fucking desk and a chair there, and that's it. It's all, it's all gone. Um, so uh, there's another... Uh, there's another shot of the screen that reads there will be a period of mourning article 17.4 um, so barrier visits a cell and we learn that in that cell is molotov's wife who everybody thought was dead she she was a traitor the, to the state and years ago she was taken and killed um everyone accepts it even molotov accepted and he you know he didn't like his wife 
but she's still alive, and they're cleaning her up for her release. Um, at the DACA before, um, Baria picked out a girl, an attractive young girl, and they grabbed her. Um, we see her in that in, down in, in the tunnels by the cells. As uh, Molotov's wife comes out, they put her in. But they fill the cell with some strawberries and some flowers and some wine because we'll see what happens. But yeah. it's just it's fucking creepy. Um, yeah. He, he, as Barry is leaving, he looks uh, he looks up and there's a guard and, and a prisoner coming the other way. And it's uh, it's S- S- Semenov. And he just looks at him. Um, so we are now at Molotov's apartment. Um, Nikki is racing up what seems to be like 50 flights of fucking stairs. That's the Ghostbuster shot right there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, he gets to he gets to Molotov's door and knocks, and Molotov opens the door, <laughs> and it's so such great uh, Michael Palin. He goes, "You look like you've been bulldozed into a lime pit." <laughs> See, it's funny you call awful. it the, the Ghostbuster shot. I was thinking it was the one from uh, Across the Universe we just saw when they got to the building and they walked up the oh, stairs. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. That's true. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> Nikki runs into the bathroom to throw up. Um, and Molotov follows him in, and it's there that he, he flushes the toilet to block any bugs in there, and he updates Molotov about the fact that he's on the list, or he doesn't know that he's not on the list, but he's on the list, and that Stalin's dead. Like, he didn't even know that. Um, he then reminds Molotov how it was... They start ragging on his wife, and or he starts ragging on his wife, but Mol- he reminds Molotov that it was Beria that had Polina killed. And this is all just part of the plot. It's all part of everybody yeah. scheming to get key members of the committee on their side. Um, as they're talking and, tra- and trashing Molotov's wife, uh, Beria shows up. Um, he comes in and it's hysterical. He, he, he brings his wife in. He brings Polina in. And uh, Molotov is thrilled. They, they embrace. Um, you know, he all is forgiven. You know, I think in real life, because that happened in real life, they actually stayed together, um, if I remember correctly. And then Barry just says, so many changes to come, and you're going to like some of them, Nikki. So, again, it's the battle. It's the battle of wits and the battle of plots to see who's going to take over. Um, we get a quick shot of Barry returning to the cell to go inside, and he brings flowers. That's his way of justifying the, the absolute creepiness and, and disgustingness of his person. Um, then we cut to the next morning when the girl is released to her parents and the parents are given those same flowers. Uh, it's Ugh. fucking gross. Yeah. Um, so uh, next we get another splash across the screen. Uh, it says the deputy will assume the role of general secretary, Article 18.3. And it's at this point uh, we see Malenkov is posing for some uh, portrait photos. As Barrier arrives, and he's he's in he's in an outfit that almost looks like fucking Chairman Mao in China. It's a weird fucking yeah. outfit, you know. And it's another bit of beautiful dialogue. Barrier looks every at time him. I, I it's so weird because every time I see Jeffrey Tambor in this movie, yeah, I mean obviously he looks like Doctor Octopus, right? But I just keep thinking of Arrested Development too. Yes, <laughs> I know. oh yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got a very unique look. Like he's he's he's. You know who he's he is like as soon as he's in. playing his character from Arrested Development, too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to try one where I'm staring off into the distance. Yeah. <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry drops the comment. Mr. Karloff, what an honor. I <laughs> love your work. <laughs> Thinking of doing anything in color? <laughs> <laughs> um, Malenkov drags him into another room and berates him for demeaning him in front of the staff. Um, they start talking about... Uh, easing back, Mal- Malenkov brings up the fact that they, maybe they should ease back on the list. And Beria completely shocks him and surprises him by suggesting that they outright freeze the list and release prisoners. Um, he uses this whole conversation to, uh, again, it's all about getting people on his side. He needs Malenkov on yeah. his side, Beria does. Um, he gives, and, and he's, he's feeding Malenkov lines because he knows how dumb he is about what should be said at certain points. He talks about. Stalin destroying the status quo and rebuilding a new one. So Malenkov loves that. He gets all excited. Um, so 
Beria wants uh, Malenkov to recreate Stalin's famous photo of him holding a little girl. Uh, it's at this point he notices Malenkov's wearing a girdle, and he calls him out on it. Yeah. He's a dick, and but he promises to never bring it up, but we know that's not going to be true. So we are now at the committee. So the full committee's meeting for the first time after Stalin's death, and we're going to run a, a new clip. This is a long one. So, in accordance... I call this meeting to order. Oh, my apologies. So, in accordance with his will, I propose Comrade Malenkov be named Chairman of the Council of Ministers and General Secretary of the Party. And I propose Comrade Beria for first uh, Vice Chairman, Council of Ministers. So, uh, let's take a vote. Those in favor? Th those are two separate proposals. I suggest we vote one at a time. Those in favor? I'm unsure of what's being proposed. I just said what was being proposed. I just said it. What's that? And you're being obstructionist. Comrade Beria is busy combining his role as minister for both interior and security. I mean, wouldn't it be kinder if someone else carried the happy burden of well, vice chairman? I thank Comrade Khrushchev for his concern, but I can assure you all that I'm perfectly capable of doing two things at once. Well, it's three things. Should we so. bring in an abacus? All right, let's, <laughs> move, let's move to a vote on both proposals, all right? First, me as you know, and uh, Comrade Beria as vice chairman. All those in favor? Carried unanimously. All right, next. Uh, we need someone to take charge of the funeral. What about Comrade Khrushchev? Where is this coming from? I formally propose Comrade Khrushchev be given no. the honor of organizing the funeral. No. What? Come on, I don't have any time to do that. Well, if I could do three things at once, you could at least do two. <laughs> what the hell do I know about funerals? You said you wanted to honor his legacy. You told me last night in the bathroom. All those in, all those in favor? All those in favor? No. Uh, well, I, I think you'd be good, actually. You know. Passed unanimously. Nikki Khrushchev, funeral director. It suits you. Yeah. It suits that face, anyway. <laughs> Comrade Beria. I propose a halt to deportations, the release of some existing detainees under Article 31, and the suspension of all arrests that were officially sanctioned three days ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's like wiping your ass on Stalin's final list. No, no, no. This no. is demonstrably revisionist. Releasing people we arrested three days ago will make us look yes. cretinous. Yes. Star Listen, Stalin was misled. Uh, we were misled. Really? So, yes. So the people responsible should be found and punished. <laughs> Who are you kidding, Lavrenti? Yourself? We all knew what we were doing when we signed those lists. Stalin destroyed the status quo and he rebuilt it. He was liberal. Radical. He was radical. This is a blatant attempt by Comrade Beria to buy the support of the public. I thought you were in favor of a more liberal approach, Comrade Reformer. All those in favor of pausing the arrests, of pausing the executions. All those in favor. Hmm. I've always been loyal to Stalin. Always. And these arrests were authorized by Stalin. But Stalin was also loyal to the collective leadership, and that is true loyalty. However, he also had an iron will, undeviating, strong. Should we not do the same and stick to what we believed in? No. It is stronger still to forge our own beliefs with the beliefs of the collective leadership, which I have now done. Carried unanimously, thank you. I'll oversee the releases. We have loosened the Union's great corset. Nikki, you've some bouquets and swatches to look at. A funeral doesn't organize itself. So, I mean, the chess match is, is fully underway between those who want to take over um, and just the quips, the fucking sarcastic. Again, it's, it's, like, it's like living in a frat house, you know, or hang, me hanging out with friends. Like, it's what we do to each other. It's priceless. I mean, Barry even gets a corset, uh, you know, joke in there to, <laughs> to rub Malenkov the wrong way. It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, we quickly jump to Volga Prison up in Siberia. Um, they have people lined up against the wall, and they are executing them when the order to stop the executions arrive. But it's not in time for some of them. Uh, 
you know, it's just, again, it, it demonstrates the, the actual brutality that, that happened back then. Um, so we also now, we cut to a scene back in Moscow where people who were arrested three days prior are arriving home from the prisons, including the guy who got turned in by his son. Um, his wife hugs him and he just, he stares down his son. <laughs> so that, that was very uncomfortable. Um, we're now watching Nikki uh, prepare for the funeral. Um, he's really irritated about this. He can't fucking stand it. Um, he's pissed off with his duties and he's more pissed off at the director, uh, the, you know, the decorator. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, want it with the ruched or without the ruched? Yeah, ruched, not ruched, ruched, not ruched, uh, about the curtains and, uh, Malenkov and Beria arrive. They bust Nikki's balls. <laughs> Malenkov actually drops his best line in the movie because it's almost like he's not stupid at this point. He goes, look, it's the minister of fixtures and fittings. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just more ball busting. Um, uh, a group of little girls are brought in to be used for the photograph of, of Malenkov holding a little girl to recreate that picture. Um, Malenkov is, again, go, writes right back into his dumb mode. Um, he's, he's livid because he wants the actual girl to be found from the photograph. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, he dismisses them. Nikki shoes them away and he drops the line. The snow King is not amused, <laughs> you know? Um, so uh, Nikki then laces into the Lieutenant who brought the girls about finding the right girl. And he calls him a camel cock. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I should call more people camel cocks, really. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's at this point uh, Maria arrives as, as Nikki and Beria are, are looking over Stalin's coffin and, you know, Stalin's laying there in the coffin. And um, we've, got a, we've got a clip that's going to introduce, for me, the, the movie stealer. Um, and please play it, Joe. Sad day, soldier. Yes, sir. Sad day. As and off. Handsome devil. Hmm. Stick in a frock. I'd fucking ride your own myself. <laughs> I won't take that as a compliment. Yeah, I don't. Right. What's a war hero got to do? Get some lubrication around here. Ah, oh, Generalissimo. There he is, eh? Yeah. A great man. Mm. Seen a lot of death, but that, that is a loss. Tell me something. Mm. Why has the army been replaced by the NKVD all over Moscow? I mean, I'm smiling, but I am very fucking furious. Perhaps this is a good time for Comrade Udina to go and pre prepare those precious fingers. Uh, yes. yes, one moment, General. Yes. I will <clears throat> properly catch up with you this evening. I'm looking forward to it. You never kiss my hand anymore. I taught Nikita's his niece to play. Yes, you did. That was quite the salon recital. Oh, I love the idea of you at a salon. You have a party tree. Burping the alphabet. <laughs> Comrade Malenkov, with sharper cheekbones as requested. Sharp, not sharp. Sharp, not sharp. I would like that one destroyed. Thank you. Good luck with the performance tonight, by the way. Thank you. Nerve-wracking, so many notes. Yes. Like your one to Stalin. Which I have. Come this way. Why has the army been confined to barracks? Uh, the decision was mine, supported by Comrade Malenkov. Mm -hmm. Oh, was it indeed? All right, Georgie, it was your call. Um, yes, of course. We had, to, uh, we had to make a decision. We're discussing the city's security. I know. Jesus Christ. Did Coco Chanel take a shit on your head? No, he did not. Listen, listen. Moscow's going to be boiling with people. These little fucking apes of the NKVD won't know what to do. There's going to be thousands of civilians flooding in on trains from all over Russia. No, we're controlling the crowd at source. All trains inbound to Moscow have been cancelled. You can't do Wait that. Wait a minute. People have a what? right to see him. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. Just no, temporarily. I'm the funeral. Right. I'm the trains. This is horseshit, okay? I've been picking out funeral cushions with Slim Hitler over there. Calico this, taffeta that, and you've done what? No. I'm the trains, and I want them back. Well... Let's see who can mobilize first. Oh, seems to be me. Sneaky little shit. <laughs> and that contains my favorite line in the movie. You know, I've been picking out cushions with Slim Hitler over there. Yeah, that's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, so it's here we meet uh, Field Marshal Zukov, played by Jason Isaacs. Uh, he's the head of the Soviet Army. 
Um, believe it or not, so he 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 arrives in a flourish. He's, he's a larger than life character. Um, he's got a big scar on his face that Jason Isaacs actually wanted because Zukov didn't have a scar. Um, he got medals pinned all over his chest, which are not as many medals as the real yeah, Zukov had. <laughs> right, Joe? Yeah, what it was it? even less than the actual Zukov. Had. Yeah, because they couldn't fit it because Ainucci felt that it would look too fake <laughs> if they put that many medals yeah. on him. Um, but he's, he's larger than life. He takes over the room. He insults everybody, but in the best fucking way. And yep. again, Jason Isaacs is, is my movie stealer in this. He's not in it that much, but he's just so good. It, it's, a, it's, a great, he's a, it's a great performance. It really is. Um, so we get another splash across the, the screen, which says the body will lie in the Hall of Columns for three days. Article 18.5. Um, we're now watching citizens file past Stalin to pay their respects as Beria and Svetlana talk uh, up on the balcony. Um, <laughs> because of Svetlana's love for her father and, and her naivete or just, you know, purposeful ignorance, she drops the comment, no one's, no one's even making them do this, and Beria just goes, nope, no, no, no. <laughs> like, you know, he knows the truth, but, you know, uh, leave her in her ignorant bliss, it's fine. Um, she then asked Beria to bring her husband back. Her husband was was disappeared years ago. Um, he she heard she had heard about uh, Molotov's wife coming back, so she requested it. Um, you can tell Barry knows he's dead, um, so he's sort of stammering, but he, he says he'll do his best <laughs> to to make it happen. Um, the procession continues. Um, <laughs> so the gang, the the boys, they are they are standing you know, at a, a sort of attention around Stalin's coffin as the, the procession of, of <laughs> citizens um, walks by. And it's one of the funny scenes in the movie. It's like, it, it's because it's a combination. It's, it's, like, it's like fucking um, Abbott and Costello or the Three Stooges yeah. in the sense that yeah. the mis- it's a combination of the telephone game and, and, and swa- you know, it, it's, yeah, it's a telephone game. And then at one point, Nikki's trying to get his point across to Beria, and he wants to swap with Malenkov. So he does this. I'll, I'll, I'll make it look like it's part of the ceremony. And he fucking does <laughs> yeah. this step, and he stands in front of Malenkov, who just says, get the fuck away. And he has to go back. It's just, it's a great, it's a great bit of comedy. It really is. Um, Vasily shows up, and he barges into the room full of foreign dignitaries, uh, or foreigners to him. <laughs> attention foreigners and he's got another crazy story about you know the gang has, has sent his dad's brain to america to fill it with the, you know american lies um zukov barges in again and he immediately beats the shit out of vasily because vasily's yeah. in, in the air force so he's he's a service member and zukov ranks over him and he beats the fucking piss out of him I mean, he punches him down and he kicks him on the floor um Svetlana's incensed, obviously, but there's nothing that can be done. <laughs> Nikki's like, oh, yeah, I should have jumped in front of the punch. Um, you know, so Vasily states that he'd like to make a speech at his father's funeral, and <laughs> Nikki just responds, yeah, and I want to fuck Grace Kelly. <laughs> and, and, and the gang has a little, like, debate about whether or not, you know, uh, Vasily should have his, uh, have his speech. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, so outside that room, Nikki confronts Barry about stopping the trains, just as Molotov shows up. And uh, I forgot, during the scene where they were around the coffin, they all noticed that the bishops have shown up. And that, that's, the, that's the gist of the whole confrontation between all the crew when they're around the coffin is the fact that the bishops are there. And obviously, you know, in the Soviet Union, religion is pushed away because it, it's an exact opposite ideology of what, you know they're using in control of people so um you know molotov brings up the bishops and that pisses at you know pisses barrier off and barry admits that it was him who, who decided it and they have an argument about the old ways versus the new ways um and yep we're gonna do another clip so roll it joe you're just making this shit up as you go along what what game is this Lorenti? Oh, don't be hysterical we're in a new reality what you're the good guy now you locked up half the nation you you beat them, you raped them, you killed them. Yes, and now I'm releasing them. You won't believe how many will be free. So now you want the public to love you, is that it? Are you 
bending and cracking the truth like a human body. Oh, the truth? This from the man who invited his bitter on the side whore pianist to play at the funeral, even though she swore to kill Stalin, who's now dead. Whoa, whoa, what the barreling fuck are you talking she about? She wanted Stalin dead, and she knows your family. She taught your niece to play, remember? I think you should read this. It's the copy of a note I found by Stalin's body from the pianist. It's lucky we both now live in the new Soviet Union or you and your wife and your family will be a pile of dust on the floor of a crematorium toilet. Copy your love. Oh, my stomach's rumbling. Is there any cheese in this building? <laughs> yeah, so again, <sighs> more, more posturing, more, more chest moves by both of them. Um, it's at this point that Nikki reads the note. Um, it freaks him out, but he then grabs one of the lieutenants and gives them orders to restart the trains uh, against Beria's wishes. Um, we cut to a scene with the citizens filling the trains and then arriving in Moscow. Um, they confront the NKVD troops that have the barricades up, and it just it goes very badly. Um, you know, they, they're shooting the citizens as they're trying to get to Stalin, and it, it gets fucking ugly. Um, so... Nikki then confronts Maria about the note, but she's defiant. I mean, she mentions in the end that, you know, she's not worried because she knows she'll have everlasting life because she is a, a, devout, uh, a devout Christian, um, and that makes Nikki even more crazy. So uh, Nikki heads back to the reception where he finds out that 1,500 people were killed that got off the train. So it's, it's a brutal number of people, and, and it, 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 it pisses him off to no end. Um, the lieutenant then arrives with he found the girl from the photo and yeah. you know who's grown up quite a bit yep. <laughs> she's the size of an ostrich <laughs> <laughs> so that's not going to work so they send him off to find the little girls uh nikki heads over to have a conversation with zukov and we're going to roll another clip you will fucking know. I was the one who, who put the, the trains back, back on. I know. Comrade, yeah. fuck off. I'll punch you into a sticky pulp. Uh, thank you. What the fuck were you thinking? Oh, I don't know. Okay, but I did it. And I, I really need your help. To do what? The body's fucking piling up in the streets. A bit late, isn't it? What if we blame this on someone? Wait. Who's out of control? Nikki, be very careful what you say next. Who? Beria. I'm going to have to report this conversation. Threatening to do harm or obstruct any member of the Presidium in the process of looking at your fucking face. The Coast Challenge. You balls like Kremlin domes, right? Stop. Be serious. Are you in? I'm in. I'm in. I fucker thinks he can take on the Red Army. I fuck Germany. I think I can take a flesh lump in a fucking waistcoat. No, it's got to be tomorrow. Tomorrow? Sorry, you, you busy washing your hair or what? Tomorrow's the funeral. Yeah, the day that the entire fucking army's in town with their guns. That's perfect. But we need the Presidium on board. Every, yeah. every one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malenkov's a bit tricky. No, we need fucking all of them. Well, I'll get him. Yeah. So, uh, the plot thickens. You know, uh, Khrushchev's got his, his boy in Zukov, who's ready to do it. <laughs> Which is that's the person you'd want on your side, I think, out of everybody. Oh, a hundred percent. That's exactly yeah. it, and that's that's just how well uh, Jason Isaacs played that role. I, I love it. I beat Germany. I don't think it'd be a problem beating a puffy little fat guy in a waistcoat. <laughs> and then the whole yeah, the look on your face, the whole thing. It's a great exchange. Um, we now oh, yep. Oh no, 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 I'm just coughing. All right, sorry. Um, so uh, we now cut back to the, uh, the hall. Uh, Maria is playing the piano uh, as Beria talks to Malenkov about the deaths. And uh, Nikki, ch Nikki chimes in, uh, but the convo is sort of cut sh short. And now they're walking and talking. The whole crew is together. Um, uh, they meet. The lieutenant brings up the uh, new little girl. <laughs> Malenkov is thrilled. So uh, Barry and Nikki continue to point fingers at each other about the deaths um, as Malenkov tries to smooth things over, but he's out of his depth. Um, Barry loses it, and he, he reveals uh, the information that he's got dirt on all of them. Uh, it's written down. It's documented. He can fuck every one of them over, uh, so they better fall in line. Um, he kind of calms down when they, they, 
decide to sort the whole mess out the next day in committee. Um, Milenkov, uh, <laughs> he, he, he talks about fixing it all in committee, and Barry agrees. Um, and then there's <laughs> a great who's on first, Abbott and Costello, who's on yeah. first moment, about who Barry was pointing at when he had information. And Milenkov is like, no, he wasn't pointing at me. <laughs> you can all kiss my Russian ass. <laughs> and he walks away. Uh, we get a quick shot of Milenkov on the balcony with the little girl waving to the crowd. He's, he's in his glory right now. Um, so we're now back in the forest near the Dhaka. Uh, Nikki, Molotov, and Kaganovich meet in the forest to plot their next move. Um, it's hysterical because Molotov brought his dog. They all get in a car to hide from the drivers, yeah. and he starts having the dog bark to cover up their conversation. It's driving the other two nuts, and they're, it's shedding. Oh, oh, look, he molts, <laughs> Kaganovich <laughs> says. Um, you know, but they're talking about the next move, and this is, this is Nikki's. Um, you know, he's, he's hit his goal. He needs them on board, and he now has them on board. Um, so uh, we now see Beria meeting Vasily in his room as he's, uh, he's creating his speech, Vasily is. Um, it, the speech is a mess about fucking bears and bear cubs, and it just goes <laughs> on and on. <laughs> and Beria tries to get Vasily to drink just to, you know, fucking get rid of it all. Um, he then tells Svetlana that her husband was killed uh, four years before while trying to escape. She's devastated. She's pissed off. Um, he tries to get her on his side, but it's not working because she knows in this case uh, that he's responsible. So it's now the funeral, all right? So it's Nikki's last chance to get uh, Malenkov on board. And it's a, it's a similar scene to the, the, the coffin scene. They're all carrying Stalin's coffin, and they're all plotting and talking at the same time. <laughs> um, you know, they're almost dropping him and complaining about the weight, but... Um, he still can't get Malenkov to sign off on it. But as he walks by Zukov, who's standing in the procession, he gives the go-ahead. Um, you know, and Zukov's line is, saddle up, cowboy. Um, so th they're ready to move. He's, his boys are ready to move. Um, the speeches commence on the balcony, and uh, I didn't mention this, but as planned, <laughs> they have the Jets do the flyover just as Vasily's doing his speech, just mm. to shut him the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> because again he's on about you know he's Russian listing every cubs. country under soviet yeah the russian yeah. cubs and the crimean and the ukrainian cubs and he just keeps fucking going he's rambling on and in real life he was this crazy he died an alcoholic at age 40 um some of the shit he did happened before the events in the movie some happened after but yeah he didn't have a good life he, he was he was definitely mentally ill and, and and an alcoholic so um we then see zukov's team uh prepping the meeting room for the upcoming committee meeting, they're putting a buzzer, a single button underneath the table. Um, they, the gang is all together. They now head to the committee room, the meeting room to iron out the details. Now they, so they all think of how the Soviet Union is going to proceed. And we got another clip. So roll it. Good night, Vienna. George. Action is going to be taken at the meeting. Action? What action? Is this why everyone is treating me like they want to fuck my sister? <laughs> Zukov has everybody on board against Beria. When I heard that, I agreed yes, too. Yes, yes. But Zukov is not governing the Soviet Union. I am governing the Soviet Union. Do you understand that? Yes. Now, I like, I like him, and I'll be happy to listen to what he has to okay, say. Well, you'll definitely have Perhaps a chance to talk to him. What we can a do under the is table. give Beria a, a slight demotion. I don't know. Ministry for Fisheries. <laughs> Right, boys, meet your days for tonight. I'll take the tall blonde. Comrades, time to set aside our grief and begin to write the next chapter of our great history. Comrade Malenkov, shall I? Proceed. Item one, the unfortunate events of yesterday evening. It's clear that the regrettable deaths of so many citizens hastened... Comrades, to the comrades, I would like to propose a new agenda. Item one, the conduct 
of Comrade Beria. Seconded. Time to take stock. If you have a serious proposal, Comrade, I suggest I accuse, any other business. Now. I accuse Comrade Beria of centralizing power no, in his ministry no at the expense of the party there's, and central there's committee. There's no tabled motion, Georgie. Betraying the Soviet I Union. I deplore this. Betraying the Soviet Union to be a Good luck, ladies. Yeah. So, uh, the plan wor- worked, sort of. Um, the, you know, the wheels were in motion. Now, Barry, Barry is arrested. He's he's busted. Um, as they're escorting him down the hallway, we see soldiers. Uh, well, Barry's guard. Pardon me, Barry's guards in in the the building. They run off, but they're they're run down and shot dead. Um, as they bring Barry out, we also see the army arresting his residential staff, um, taking them away. Uh, it's at that point we see the army um, disarm the KV the K the NKVD troops that are at the Kremlin. Because um, that was part of, that had to that had to happen in order for this to work. Um, so Nikki now needs Molotov to sign the execution order in order for this all to work. So there's some back and forth. <laughs> Molotov talks about leaving a shekel and he goes in the bathroom the shit. Um, yeah. And uh, they they convince Molotov. Um, I mean they convince Malakov Malenkov to sign the order uh, for the execution, the trial and execution of Beria. Um, and now we got another clip. We're going to rapid fire these clips. We're almost, we're in the home stretch, folks. This is a travesty. You are all witnesses for criminal, criminal travesty. I demand. I demand, I demand my rights under Article 4. Will you stop dying? George, 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 Where's the logic? Nicky, read it. Where's the logic? Where is the argument? You're accused. You have a position as Minister of the Interior to plot against the Soviet Union with the goal of forwarding the interests of foreign powers. The fucking moon. You are also accused of 347 counts of rape. Of sexual deviance, oh, bourgeois oh, immorality, oh, oh. and acts of perversion with children as young as seven and years old. Seven years old. You are accused of treason and anti-Soviet behavior. The court finds you guilty and sentenced you to be shot. Oh, that's got it done. Come on, have a look. Come on. This is for us. This is for the people. Everybody sure. happy? Drop a dead. Oh, ruin everything, my friend. Come on. You ruined Get him up. Get him up. Get him up. Get George, dead boy. On the rock, sitting now in you. Who's got a light? Get the cans. Yeah. So, there's a lot going on there. Um, that scene, Ainucci told the whole cast to, you've got two minutes <laughs> to do the trial and the execution. Just yeah. wing it. And so, I mean, yes, wow. there was a structure, but the, the comments, the shouts and everything were all ad-libbed. Um, I, if I remember correctly, if I read correctly, what Nikki says is the way it was outlined. And obviously all this shit in there was true. I mean, because he was a sexual deviant, you know, just on that alone, he deserved to be strung up by his balls. But that was only part of it. But, you know, it, it, it solidifies why it happened or part of why it happened. Um, 
The execution itself is fucking quick and without ceremony. It wasn't even one of the big guys. Zukov didn't even. It was one of the soldiers. They got him barely out the door into the courtyard, and he shot in the head, and he's gone. That's it. Um, yeah. They bring him I, I to like the they center. Were, they were still talking shit about him after. He yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah. See you later, dead boy. You know, <laughs> yeah, and all yeah, sorts yeah. of shit, you know? Um, they bring him out to the center of the courtyard, and you, you hear Zukov. He said, get the cans. They cover him in gas. And oh, I thought it, he said, get the cunt, and like he was talking about bring him. Oh, no, no, no. They get the cans. Um, so they cover him in gas, and this is a fucking great touch. But Zukov pulls out his lighter. He lights a cigarette, and then he throws the fucking lighter at Beria. And that ignites Beria, and he's burning in the middle of the square. Um, Nikki is yelling at Beria, uh, telling him to go fuck himself and, and all sorts of crazy shit. And, and you know, because whatever. I mean, it's part ceremony. It's part posture, but it's real. I mean, nobody liked anybody there, but, you know, so it's a combination of all those things. Um, Svetlana now arrives, and she is told by, um, by Molotov and, and Nikki, or basically by Nikki, that in order to keep her and her brothers safe, Vasily has to remain in Russia, and Svetlana has to go to Vienna, Austria. Um, she knows she doesn't have a choice. She doesn't agree with it. She doesn't have a choice, but she walks towards a waiting car, and that also is, is a true story. Um, Vasily ended up in a prison that he did get out of. He got sentenced for something later on. Uh, he didn't die in prison, I don't think, but, you know, um, again, his life was pretty miserable, and I didn't even, I should have researched it, but I don't know how long Svetlana lived and how long she stayed in Austria. We get a quick shot of uh, Beria's ashes being scooped up and just thrown into the wind in the courtyard. So it's not, they're not even going to be put in an urn or anything. He, he's gone. He's disappeared. That's it. Um, yeah, I and that's it was true. a crematorium bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that brings you back quickly to, to Nikki yelling while he's burning, saying, I'm going to erase you from history. All right. You, you're not even going to exist. Um, and the ashes are blown into the wind. And we've got the last clip. I'm going to talk over it because the last clip is basically just music and there's some points that come up in text. So, Joe, if you could just play it a little lower, I'll just talk over it and then we can wrap this thing up. I'm worried about Malenkov, though. Can you trust him? Can you ever trust a weak man? So we see, um, we, we cut, some text starts coming on the screen, but we fade into the, the Radio Moscow Concert Hall. Maria's playing the piano. Um, it's in front of the, the committee members and other high-ranking officials in the, in the Soviet party, including Nikki and, and some others. Um, it's noted that after Beria's execution, the Central Committee took over the Soviet Union, and Nikki's now at the head of the table. So Nikita Khrushchev takes over as the premier of Russia. Um, in 1956, three years later, he demotes some of the members, including Molotov and Malenkov. Um, this is a really cool ending. We pan to the audience, and we see, we see Nikki sitting there, and behind him is a very young, thickly mustached Leonid Brezhnev, who eventually overthrew uh, Khrushchev in 1964. And Brezhnev just looks down at Nikki from behind and just gives a little smirk because he, he already knows what he's planning on doing. Um, and that's it. That's the movie. So That was a nice uh, timing to the end of that. Right? <laughs> like I, got, I didn't plan God. that. I did all right. I did Beautiful. all right. Yeah. So, you, so you yeah. Hit that, the, what they, call, cause they say this in radio. You hit the post. I did. I did. Maybe I got a future. Who knows? Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the death of Stalin. Uh, again, for me, and it, it, well, enjoyable is not the right word. There's a lot of heavy shit in it, but um, it's a it's a interesting movie to watch. Again, with the humor and the, and the darkness and everything, it's got a it's got a nice mix and blend of everything. Um, it it forced me, not forced me, but it it made me look up the history that I didn't know before, um, and sort of at least get a you know a trivial pursuit level knowledge of what actually happened back then. Uh, you know, cause I, I go to, I go to a local chain restaurant called uh, pub 99 on Thursday nights and uh, we, this trivia. So who knows this might help. 
by the way, our team won $50 gift card Thursday night. Nice. What, yeah. was, the, uh, what yeah. was the topic? Uh, no, it's just general trivia questions. Oh, it could be anything. Okay. It's three rounds of 10 questions, um, and you know the team just answered the questions, and we ended up winning first prize, $50, $50 gift card, which paid for the you know $110 bill we wrapped <laughs> sure, up sure, drinking yeah. in. <laughs> so paid for half of it. I, I figure the three of us could do good at trivia also. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, we would kill. Because we uh, each have areas of expertise. Exactly. I got the old school covered. No, dude. Yeah. That, that's something to consider. If not this time, next time I come down. So Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. That's, that's what this movie forced me to do is, is basically get a sort of a layman's handle on what happened in real life. Um, it's a fucked up time. Um, it, it's still a fucked up time in, in Russia, of course. We all know current events. We don't need to talk about them. Um, but, you know, we all want Putin to disappear. You know what? God knows who's going to take over. Um, probably a more level-headed person, but who the fuck knows? Um, so anyway, maybe yeah. a bear. Just put a yeah, bear just a bear. It, it, they do a better job, and, yeah. and the people be better treated. You know, yeah, they can ride a unicycle if it makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah. And they could <laughs> wrestle big burly Russian men, a yeah. Cub, yeah, or big burly Russian women from the north. Yeah, that's very true because you don't want to fuck with those ladies, like a Brunhilda or Babushka, <laughs> whatever it is, Babushka. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, there's the movie, folks. Um, it's one I really enjoyed, and I, I get the vibe that uh, Joe and Eric did too. And we're going to find out in a second because we're well, not in a second, about a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to find out what, how they rate it. So, uh, roll it, Joe. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. Uh. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Are you not entertained? Alrighty. I think we were entertained tonight. Um, all three of us. So I'll throw it over to Joe. Joe, what, what's your vibe on this? What do you got? All right. So, uh, well, I, I said the very beginning, I've never seen this before. I've never even heard of it before. <laughs> um, from the outside, before I looked in, I liked the artwork style they used for the, the movie poster, and I was pretty excited about the cast itself as well going into this. Um, so... I didn't know what to expect. Like I said, when I first turned it on, I said, what in the f French film festival is this shit? <laughs> that was my um, plan. But as it went on, I started, you know, really tying more, like, of my my love for Inglorious Bastards. Because, like, for some reason, these just felt, like, oh, similar. And I, I completely me. relate to that comparison, Joe. I get, I get um, where you're coming from. I do. Uh, I quite enjoy the argumentative type. It was very argumentatively always sunny in Philadelphia like where yes. you know they argue over just stupid bullshit and neither one none of them will let the other ones succeed they could work together and be great but no they just want to bring each other down right yep. um, had some darkness to it it had some killing it had some you know horrible things happening it was based on a true story there was a, you know a point to the movie it was you know what what would happen if this happened I, I'd you know, it, it ticked a lot of boxes for me. Um, I feel like if I rewatched it, I'd probably like it more and more on each rewatch. Yep. Um, so my score is based on the fact I've only watched it one time. So, I mean, it may, you know, this may be a movie mm -hmm. where I rate it higher in the future. I'm still going to give it a fairly decent score. Yep. But um, I'd probably go around like a 4.0. Nice. Very nice. Nice. That yeah. makes me happy. I enjoyed it. I, I, I liked it. It was a good movie. All right, Eric, what do you got? So I started watching uh, Veep on like Southwest flights because you have limited options on <laughs> oh, you know, you go, what yeah. you can watch. Um, 
and I found myself really liking that show, and it it's was good. hard to, to put my finger on what exactly it was. I think it just, it's like Joe said, that almost sunny effect where like everyone's mm-hmm. a douchebag. Yep. And everybody's like undermining everybody else. And it's it's funny. It's just funny. You know, the writing is so quick and it's so brutal. And it's, uh, that's fully translated here. When you mentioned that it was the same guys, instantly clicked. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Like, yeah. that dialogue is so snappy and so mean spirited. And, um, obviously the cast was fantastic. I love the fact that they ignored the Russian accent. I feel like this movie would have <laughs> yeah. suffered. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, if everybody was doing like a thing, like I a, agree. You know, Boris, uh, like the Rocky and Bullwinkle character, right? Right. Boris and Natasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. it worked perfect. And as the movie rolled on, I didn't run into it in the way I thought I would when it started. I was like, "That's weird that no one has a Russian accent." That feeling was gone in five minutes. Like right. it just, yep. it felt totally natural. Um. So with all that said. I would give this movie the same rating as Joe, 4.0, and even 4. Um, nice. Really unexpectedly funny, yep. refreshing, still uh, like an indie darling feel to it. Very artistic and sad and fucked up. And, you know, that black comedy label is apt. Like that, you know. It, it Which is, is weird because Doug doesn't like Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, not yeah, you. You, you win the evening, my friend. Well played. Yes, yes. But yeah, a four point oh. Really, Excellent. really uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously in agreement with with both of you. Um, I I think it, it's funny because you know Iannucci and and the the uh, the graphic novel writers. They did an excellent job of taking a, a truly horrific time in history and. You know, putting the comedy in, but still continually reinforcing the brutality of that time, like in a way that that it it, it hits you in the pit of your stomach. But then balancing that with the, the best dialogue, the best comedic dialogue going. You know, um, I'm so glad you're starting to watch Veep because I've said this before, but like, so that's one of Erica and my favorite show, favorite comedies, and. Eric is hard to please when it comes to comedy, but that show, we would ha- we have to pause almost every episode because she's laughing out loud and we're missing the next couple it. of jokes. It's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, I start I started, but then I, I got wrapped up in Doctor Who and everything, and I need to go back to it. But you know, so it, the, Veep means a lot to Eric and I, and and this movie too. Um, again, I found it by accident. Uh, never heard of it. Found it by accident on cable. Um, Tim watched it. My son Tim watched it, loved it. John watched it, loved it. My my youngest son Dan. We were just talking about it coincidentally the other day. He just recently watched it. I think Tim recommended it to him, and he absolutely loved it. So, um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of connections for me with this, and I will give it the exact same score as my two co-hosts at a 4.0. So, no, has that ever happened before? No, it has not so. happened. It oh, has not shit. happened. Um, and I my 4.0 was planned. Like I had it, or I, I I already knew I was doing a four because there are many comedies. You know how I like to divide my my yeah. genres up as far as favorites go. So there are a lot of comedies ahead of this, but it's solid on my list. So the four was what's, planned from this. What's start. funny is I plan on going like a three point seven, but as I was re-listening to the clips, yep. it just made me like it even more. That's oh, why I was re- thinking like, yes. if I rewatch this, I'm going to like it more. You will. And listen, you know, maybe if if you can, if there's time, watch it, rewatch it again before. Our, our end of the year, like if we do a recap, you know, yeah. which I hope we, we would do, uh, recapping our movies and because we did that at the beginning of the year, but maybe we'll do it at the end of the year to see how things have changed. Yeah, but, you should rewatch Biodome. <laughs> <all right. laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm willing to rewatch almost anything and yeah. I'll give Biodome a fair shake. You know what I mean? Can we, can we just sure. agree not to rewatch Zoolander? Oh, yeah. That we oh, don't yeah, need to watch gone. that again because we, we all nailed it first time around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to rewatch Jaws. And, oh, shit. Jaws. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, gotta, Jaws. yeah. Jaws has to be rewatched. And and there was a movie that I was very unfair to. I, I don't remember what it is. I just remember being in a bad mood. Um, that was Zoolander. <laughs> oh, was it Zoolander? All right, oh, well, yeah. Like, it was a, you gave it a 1.5. So you weren't, you weren't being like unfair at all? Okay. No, you weren't. You really weren't. You were the lowest score, but you were accurate. It was all good. Or was it Biodome? But no, Zoolander was a one point five. What was the nicer. one though he watched with COVID? 
Uh, Biodome was the one he watched with COVID. Yeah, and that might have been the one you were unfair to. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it another chance, Biodome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, folks, yeah, that's the death of Stalin. It, it's a movie we all recommend that you that you watch. Um, it's well worth it. So, um, we got some people to thank, maybe. Yes, we do. We absolutely, we absolutely do. do. Um, there are some special people to us because they actually give us money every month because they really dig the show and it's not you know it doesn't cost a lot but they do um so these are our patreon members we've got our founding member hannah christ um peter bianco mr brian gower from the tone jerks and the second button podcast we've got mr well will Lehu that he's our co-host uh joe and i for the just surprise me podcast um the aforementioned tony DeGraw, overall wonderful human and uh the host of the signal path facebook and podcast groups along with the texas state boggle champs uh king of the hill podcast co-hosted by joe and uh, also the lovely michael mcveigh who, who listens in and he's a he, he's a contributor on on our uh, in our facebook group which by the way if you become a patreon member you get access to our uh members only facebook group where we do some chatting and we just post memes and shit um you also Where does get, Michael McVeigh live? <laughs> he lives in Tennessee. He lives in western Tennessee. He's a fellow Tennessean of Mr. Will Lehu. So um, they, share, they share common geography. Um, so, yeah, if you become a Patreon member, and, and you can do that for as little as a dollar a month. I mean, that's like a half a cup of coffee. Not even. It's a quarter cup of coffee. Um, it helps keep the lights on with the show, and it's very much appreciated. Yeah, um, you, guys, you guys will forever be our core patrons right. and whatever we do you know the the money that you give us every month helps support those things if i order stickers that are way too small <laughs> you, you had a small part in that you exactly every time someone affixes one of those tiny tiny stickers onto a, a way too large surface for it <laughs> there's a little just a little piece of you in there and i want you to know that we really Not, appreciate that eric you could just get a giant truck to make up for the small stickers I might do that, yes. <laughs> also, um, don't be like the KDVN. Is that what they were? The NK, the NKVD. Don't be like the NKVD. Help us keep the lights on. Yes, please. <laughs> exactly. They like turning the lights off figuratively and literally. Um, but, yeah, we do the opposite of that. We want to keep the lights on. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're and like I'll... Red Roof Inn. We keep the light on. Yeah. Don't or ever that be like Red 6? Roof Inn. Oh, which uh, one's the one no. that says that, 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 that line, we keep the light on? Yeah, oh, it's God. Red Roof. Yeah. Yeah, they also uh, keep the chalk outlines where the bodies were on the floor. So. <laughs> hey, those bodies were at one point in time hookers. Oh, sex, sex workers, workers Joe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Brother from another. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Also, yeah. special thanks to our sponsor, Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. If you are injured on the go, just call Mo. Thanks again to Hourglass Brewing for providing me and no one else on our show right. with delicious I hope you're saving some up for when we come down there i have it listen i have a can of this for you i have a can okay. of uh the semantics uh beer from rock pit okay. brewing for you all right um although i think it has a leak so i don't know because <laughs> i took the you know they come with the little plastic the yeah. four pack thing i took it off so that i could put everything in one package and uh it's a little brown on the top i don't know we might have to <laughs> we might just have to head to rock pit and get that on tap but hey i'm, I'm not have no problem with that either absolutely yeah. I'll, I'll bring you one of these uh these with me too some of these to dry out oh beautiful they're not a sponsor so i'm not going to mention them anymore <laughs> just gonna show it to <laughs> <in> the camera <laughs> right right um is the next movie pulp fiction well it's supposed yeah, to be? It, it, it's supposed to be. It, it, it's TBD, sort of, because we've got to adjust the schedules, because that takes place the week of our live show, as far as recording goes. So if we can adjust the schedule accordingly, um, we'll be doing Pulp Fiction, and that's with uh, the budget pedal chap, uh, who did Terminator 2 with us. Uh, he's yes. excited to come back, Mr. Adam Richards, and we're excited to have him, because that was a great episode. I he's agree. a fantastic contributor, a witty, witty dude. Um, so Absolutely. I liked him. Oh, yeah. He reminded me like a British me. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Um, so, yeah, so we're looking forward to it. So we just got to adjust the schedule, but that should be the next movie we do, which, of course, is a fucking classic. All I time. just want to hear him call me Honey Bunny in his accent, man. <laughs> <laughs> he will. He, I yeah. guarantee he will. So, 
That's all I got. All right, hey, well, guys. There's only one one thing left to do. Yeah, lights. Camera. Fuck off. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help. Uh, to help keep the lights on as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, could, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... Not safe for work picks, or if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.